1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic are League Cup champions once again With Brendan Rodgers picking up his 7th consecutive trophy in charge Rangers are top of the Premiership After beating Hearts with Craig Levine Furious at the officials And Scotland face Belgium, Russia, Cyprus, Kazakhstan and San Marino In Euro 2020 qualifying I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray
2: and Hugh Evans. Yes, a cup was won at the weekend A championship was altered And the margin for error vanished from Sight for Celtic and Rangers at the same time One false move and one of them could be in trouble Starting with Wednesday night at Ibrox and Fir Park The air is crackling, the banter is flying The stakes have risen, the game is on Alec
3: It was absolutely brilliant What a great weekend of football we had to you. look continue to impress Gordon uh, Motherwell beaten by Livingston in the top six but Yesterday you have to say What an impressive day of football for the old firm Celtic won the first trophy of the season Rangers go to the top of the league Plenty to talk about tonight
1: 01419511025 That's the number you need If you want to talk football And if you would rather tweet Then we are at Clyde SSB. Uh, you just feel like Scottish football Every week Hugh It's just It seems like it's a big weekend Every oh. weekend but, but truly yesterday What a significant day mm. That is it was, it was League Cup final day yeah. And everyone expected Celtic to win But that Doesn't take anything away from the size of the achievement Of of landing a 7th
2: consecutive trophy What else can you say about Brendan Rodgers? 22 cup ties played 22 cup ties won 7 trophies in a row Won as Celtic manager And the goal that was scored by Celtic yesterday Now, it was not a vintage performance from Celtic Let that be said However, the goal that was scored Takes 39 passes (laughs) Before it lands at the feet of Ryan Christie. And I thought that the way that he celebrated the look on the face of his mum and dad, mm. uh, the way he went round the ground with the cup after the match was over with a, a tearful expression on his face, I thought it was a lovely display of innocence from a man, a, a boy. Who thought that his career at Celtic might have been over And is now one of the main men And in the game you were at Alex
1: We've been speaking about this in the run up to the game Yes, Rangers go top Of course Celtic have that game in hand But we spoke beforehand about the symbolism of it Can Rangers get to December And find themselves Just top of the table Even As Hugh I think said Whether that lasts A week A month yeah. We don't know But just the symbolism Of getting there You saw what it meant to Stephen Gerrard And the players yesterday
3: Yeah but Not just the players And the management team Gordon I think uh, being there as well The importance for the fans You know I said to you In beforehand That the atmosphere it Was absolutely Electric there I think the important thing To remember here is You know you go back A couple of weeks ago Those question marks When, when Rangers lost in the semi-final to Aberdeen How were they going to respond mm. They've done it brilliantly And they've managed to get To the top of the league But that goes back to character Because I'll tell you For 25 minutes yesterday They were poor They couldn't get near them it Hearts had all the momentum And it took that goal To kind of mm. shift them Into, into gear And, and uh, they really Top of the league at the moment
1: Let's hear from you then 01419511025 If we're going for a A happiness theme Celtic fans Sum up how you feel After winning that League Cup yesterday And Rangers fans What about climbing to the top Of the table If it's disappointment That's on your mind Then maybe Aberdeen fans can tell us Where it went wrong yesterday Or Hearts fans Maybe you want to uh, Share your manager's view And direct your frustrations At the officials 01419511025 On the phones If you would rather tweet At Clyde SSB Brendan Rogers says The League Cup win Was his most satisfying Since being Celtic manager Uh, It was a 7th straight domestic trophy And he says he is running out
4: of superlatives For his players Yeah it was a very satisfying win for us today I think they They showed a lot of heart And a lot of fight Um, And this was Obviously after the the run of games that we've had and, And especially on Thursday night It's a really really tough team to to come in and play against Aberdeen because they're very physical and, and very strong, um, but uh, but now to to show the the quality for the goal, you know, it was probably our our biggest moment in, in the first half, you know, where we sequence of passes and and worked our way through their their sort of man marking, and then uh, ended up with, with a great goal. My only disappointment with the second half was we, we could have been more clinical. You know, we were in key moments especially when you're having to defend a bit deeper we broke away fantastic You know the, the pace in which we broke away with and the support that we had up there we never made the last pass uh, which then makes the game a lot tighter towards the end than it should have been really um, but that's my only criticism incredible mentality by the players and, uh, and like I say the, the focus in the game was very very good Kevens,
1: we should also uh, offer our well wishes to Gary Mackay Stephen sure. after that nasty head knock. Good to hear that he's, or yesterday, was certainly sitting up in hospital and nothing too serious. Um, What about that achievement then? Because, of course, yesterday, when you're watching the game, you might think, well, you know, Celtic aren't at their best, but when the dust settles and you take a step back and you look at that seventh straight domestic trophy, Brendan Rodgers still never lost a cup game.
2: No. It's quite something. Well, you know, you consider what has gone into those 22 cup ties that Brendan Rodgers has played Celtic have come back from European trips where things have gone horribly wrong for them and they've won cup ties they've negotiated uh, two league campaigns under Brendan Rodgers and in the midst of all of that they've won those two league campaigns but in the midst of all that cup ties come along and he still does it so his record as Celtic manager Uh, Is phenomenal He has now equalled Walter Smith's record of 7 trophies in a row But Brendan Rodgers Only looks at Celtic And the progress that they can make So for him For as long as he continues to Want to achieve with Celtic uh, Then he brings A a masterful approach to his work Alex how
1: hard is it to to Get that level of consistency Because I mean it's obvious Celtic go into these domestic trophies As as overwhelming favourites every time But to to never have an off day Or to have an off day but still be able to find the win Time and time again in these knockout competitions How
3: hard is that? Well uh, to to put it in context Gordon The one thing for me about Celtic is They always find a way I think it's a remarkable achievement 22 games undefeated Because as you rightly said There will be days where they don't quite click Brendan alluded to there The final ball's not quite right but because of the personnel that Celtic have, it's going to take a momentum, um, momentum uh, effort to try and overturn this because they have players, even when you keep Forrest quiet, mm. when you keep Sinclair quiet, Rogic, then a, a Boston run by Christie. He breaks the lines and then he scores a brilliant goal for him. And they have players all over the place. They are a major threat at set plays as well because they have a right big physical team as well. Edward on any given day. So they have so many match winners. Mm. And plus they have... A wealth A talent on the bench Guys like Griffiths Just ch- changed the game At a drop of hat We've seen it time after time mm. So they have it At their disposal And it's about how The rest Overturn
1: that 01419511025 That's the number Sean in Bells Hill Has dialed What's on your mind tonight Sean?
5: How you doing panel? Yeah good thanks Good Good to hear about Gary My guy Stevens, First of all Yes oh, absolutely He recovers well And he was, a, he's one of, he was one of our players, so hope he's all right. Uh, Alex Ray, um question for you, Alex. Do you think that the young boy, Christy, I think, me personally, I think we've inherited a better player uh, than Armstrong. What's your opinion on that?
3: Oh, listen, it's it's a bit of... I actually find the two of them slightly different. You know, I look at I look at Christy, I think he's got more creativity than Armstrong. When, when I look at Armstrong, I see a guy that's a lot more physical, he's a lot more powerful. And in saying that, the more I see Christie over his development the last few years, he's starting to get that. But I still don't see the t- the, the, the both of them as uh, similar players because I think Christie can go and Maisie runs and things. I know Armstrong's more powerful. It's just they're slightly different from that point of view. But where Christie is at the moment... If you went back 8 or 10 weeks This boy was a fringe player You oh. know And he was He was out in the peripheral Five,
1: 4 or 5 weeks Yeah Probably
3: But but the, the thing is He was playing his odd wee part Here and there Gordon And what's happened is He's come into a system Because of the the injuries To and in Sham And Scott Brown He has taken up that opportunity Better than most Because Sometimes you go in And you don't really set the header on fire I think it's 5 goals In his last 10 games Which is a remarkable uh, You know Return as well so you're getting goals, you're getting creativity. The one thing that I think that I didn't actually see with Christie in years gone by is he now has a high press in him. You know he's physical, he can get at people, he's got the power to over uh, overturn the ball. And then Celtic are really kind of potent when they get into that final third you know they're picking passes, they're scoring goals. So he's added another dimension to his game. So listen, I'm looking at Armstrong. I think he scored three and four before the weekend. There, he's just starting to get his. He's act together down in England, but Christie has really a big future. At I, know, Celtic. I know you
1: mentioned the differences, but perhaps Do people talk about the similarities because of the types of runs. So that that well, you know, because Edouard's going to be up there, yep, and that, that run beyond the yeah, one that Christie yeah. did yesterday and the one that he did it was against Leipzig in Europe yeah. and so on. You can see the similarities in, in those types of instances.
3: <clears throat> but, yeah, well, the the thing about Celtic, and particularly in the first season when they were the invincibles. I used to see that quite often with Celtic. They used to get runners going in behind. And it was so difficult because then what happens is your back four naturally drop off. And then you can start picking, giving goes around about the edge of the box. When you start to have a high line against them, then that allows Christie, Armstrong, Forrest. He comes in from the sides and then you get uh, Sinclair coming from the other side. You get uh, Tierney coming in from a deeper run as well. So you get all these permutations that really suit Celtic. And it's actually a theme of Celtics play that they get runners going beyond because they have so much of the ball. It's also nice
2: to see uh, you know, a Scottish player, mm. which Ryan Christie is, uh, doing that, you know, scoring the goal that wins the cup. As I say, the the, the look on his face, there was a a lovely innocence about all of that, you know, seeing his mum and dad feeling slightly tearful because of that. Uh walking around the park with the cup. Uh he could I, I dare say he had Never envisaged that moment because, you know, he put out a loan twice to Aberdeen uh, and perhaps thought, well, come the January transfer window, I might be off somewhere or at the end of the season. Now he is there, long term contract established in Alec McLeish's Scotland plans. So it only goes to show that it takes a few weeks to completely alter your life in football. Sean.
5: No, I think there's a bit of Roy Rover stuff. Yeah, but he's absolutely. also I think his his former planning's brilliant for a young player. Um I just just I, I just I i not to say that like, it's two different type of players, but I think he's being being young, I, I think he's got a great future at Celtic if we can hold him. He's, as, he's, as, the, he's, the, he's the he's
2: the first Ryan Christie. He's not the one who's better than Stuart Armstrong. He's just the first Ryan Christie.
3: No, uh, see, be honest with you, Gordon, I think this boy could probably go as far, if not further than Armstrong, because I'm looking at a 23-year-old guy. He's got all the attributes. He's starting to fill out. He's a good size. Technically very good. Makes clever runs, intelligent, and plus he's putting a work ethic mm. into these game as well. Now, if that's not all the ingredients to go and be a top player, then I don't know what is.
1: And I know it's been said before, Hugh Keevens, but it truly is a... A lesson to young players To make these big moves And perhaps don't break in straight away To to never give up And and believe that the chance can come If you You know Apply yourself properly
2: Yeah It's the ultimate irony For Aberdeen of course Because you know You should give them due credit Because they brought Ryan Christie on It was a very shrewd move On Celtic's part To give him out to Aberdeen He came on In leaps and bounds uh, even overcame the Aberdeen supporters to begin with Because in his wild and plucky youth mm. He had <laughs> tweeted one or two things about Aberdeen that he would later regret But it was a good move to go to Potaudry And the ultimate irony that he comes back Establishes himself at Celtic And mm. scores the goal that go, beats go Derek McGuinness just,
3: just before we can uh, touch, move on there the one thing that I've not really mentioned about is the character Because I think that's one of the key things that you must have at the old firm oh. You know, you have that character to then go and deliver And it seems as if that's really starting to develop
1: uh, Thank you uh, to the previous call Joseph is on Twitter as well, I should say He says, christie has been sensational for Celtic recently Who would have thought six weeks ago He would have kept Brown and Incham out of a national final Martin is also a Celtic fan in Port Glasgow What did you make of it yesterday, Martin?
5: Um, to be fair, guys, it wasn't the best of finals, to be honest. Um, but I do think Aberdeen probably gave us the best, the best run-in. You know what I mean? They gave us, in maybe the last few years, they, gave us, they made a real fight of it. Um, my issue tonight towards the panel is, with regards to a certain Aberdeen captain, um, who's been in the tabloids and the social media, um, with regards to his interview after the game, and he was quoted as saying, there are ways to go about things as being a captain you can have a bit of class about you and they don't and it frustrated them Now I wanted to rewind them back to I think it was Petaudry last season when Scott Brown was fouled on the pitch and another defender came in and clattered him then Shea Logan ran up and kicked the ball off his head and then ran away I seem to remember the same captain as well at the very last game of the season and um, got a really nasty challenge in on Scott Brown and really injured him I'm just wanting to know, is is that the class that he's re- that he's talking about? Is that the class that he wants us to show?
2: Well let's establish this this, this it's a Graeme Shinney you're talking about, uh who took objection to uh apparently Michael Lustig standing in front of Lewis Morgan. Ferguson Ferguson uh, Lewis, yeah. why do I keep calling him Lewis Morgan? Lewis it's, it's Ferguson. His name starts with Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> uh standing in front of Lewis Ferguson and uh, also Scott Brown apparently. Uh, doing the same thing before the game had actually ended. Uh these things go on in the football park, Alec Ray can give us a hundred stories off the top of his head. Uh so Graham Shinney then chose to share this with the, the, the press after the game. Um so you know yeah you're quite right. There are there are other instances where uh you know one day it'll be Graham Shinney on and the, the incident involving Scott Brown was very poor. Uh, luckily Scott Brown Saw the funny side of it And uh, Went through his little Dance routine For the Aberdeen supporters But it was an unsavoury incident And Yeah Graham Shinney uh, Might have Let disappointment Get the better of him yesterday By uh, Bringing these things up Mev was on
1: Twitter Actually just asking you about that you, You've sort of answered it Let's hear from Derek McInnes
6: Any final defeats So when you know yourself We can only be one winner And um, you know, We put a team out there It gave us a chance to to win a trophy, there's no doubt. Celtic have the bigger, better squad, better players. Um, but my players gave absolutely everything. We had to give them some sort of structure to make sure we try and contain Celtic and control Celtic. We I thought we dictated a lot of where Celtic, uh, who was in possession of the ball, um, and we restricted Celtic to very few opportunities, which isn't easy. You know, disappointed we uh, we've lost the game. Disappointed with some of the key decisions in the game also. You uh, no, that doesn't come to any it does, doesn't do us any real harm but it wasn't a penalty in the first place and if, it's, if we've not got a goal like Joe Lewis it could be 2-0 and far more difficult, um, clearly outside the box, I thought that at the time and I also felt that there was another yellow card challenge from young Ryan Christie in the halfway line when Don Ball breaks the referee's indicated he's played the ball, Ryan Christie, he clearly hasn't um, and those big decisions, you no know, doing it to 10 men at that period, may well been different you need a lot of things to go for you in a final and you know, it might sound childish here, but the fact of the matter is, um, a couple of decisions um, were really harsh on my team today.
2: Oh, just to go back to that bit about Aberdeen controlling how Celtic uh, used the ball, I repeat, there were 39 passes made by Celtic Before Ryan Christie scores And no Aberdeen player at any stage touches the ball The first one to touch it is Joe Lewis Other than that, they did an alright job though, didn't they? We saw Lewis Ferguson getting really close to Carol McGregor
1: Especially Uh, the first half
2: But, you know, as I say, 39 passes With regard to the penalty Never a penalty uh, But we've watched a weekend of decisions uh, That have been Unjustified Rangers goal at Tynecastle It was offside The The penalty at Hamden Was not a penalty It was outside the box But You look at England yesterday Spurs get a penalty That never was against Arsenal uh, But now It seems to be the case That after a game You must go through this Litany of complaints
3: I have to say I thought uh, Derek McKinnock's Tactics were brilliant yesterday You know Because the thing is He has taken a, a few sore ones um, Last year they led A couple of threes And you think to yourself, right? How do you go about getting a result? Because when you go to Hamden with the personnel that Celtic, and he's right, because they do have the better players. And and Hughes, he's he's touched upon the thirty-nine passes resulting in the one goal. And it's about trying to stay within the game. And Aberdeen did that. The only problem I had with Aberdeen is they really didn't have any punch. They struggled yeah. to actually make impact go another way. Mm. And that's a problem that they have. And it's just because of the lack of quality. But overall. I think Derek can be proud of these players.
1: It's 01419511025. Let's hear from you on all the weekend's big talking points. We're gonna hear from Stephen Gerrard and Craig Levine next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompsons.com.
1: Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight Clyde One Super Scoreboard. As we look back on a huge weekend of Scottish football, give us a call if you want involved or tweet. At Clyde SSB We just heard from Derek McInnes Before the travel uh, And that's what The ginger one Has tweeted in In response to He says Derek McInnes Mourning about this That and the next thing His team were once again Not able to win a trophy He should stop making excuses And accept Celtic With a better team Even without Stepping up through the gears Give us a call On 0141 951 1025 Let's hear the thoughts of Stephen Gerrard. He says uh, Scott Arfield's not a dirty player despite the red card and the 2-1 win over Hearts. It was, of course, significantly a result which moved Rangers top of the table but the Ibrox boss says he'll only be truly happy if they're there at the end of the season.
7: Very important, a yeah, big win. Um, first win against a big rival away from home so um, I'm sure the boys will take a lot of confidence and belief from this victory but I think the emotion at the end comes from the fact that you, you, know, you, you finished the the last period of the game with with 10 men again, so the job becomes even more difficult, so to get over the line. He's late, he's late, he knows he's late. I've got no complaints over it, but what I would say is Scott's not a dirty player. You, you know, we're not a dirty team, although we just keep getting red cards and red cards. Um, so Scott sees that he's got it in one hand and decides to go for it. By the time he actually arrives at the keeper, the keeper's got it in two hands, so he's late. and You, you, you get your punishment, it is what it is, but... Scott's been outstanding for us and I can certainly back him in terms of he hasn't got one violent bone in his body he's a, he's a top professional well, Even after that red
6: card I mean you still showed that calmness
7: but then that determination Well we've done it before we're getting used to playing with, with ten men we're actually getting quite good at it not that I want it to happen in the future but um, we've had enough rehearsals to do it with ten men so it was no surprise to me that the lad dug in and, um, and we got there but credit to Hearts, they never went away you know Craig Levine's the they fight till the end and I'm sure they've seen it as a fantastic opportunity when we went down to 10, but uh, a lot of teams have experienced that against us and and we've come up strong. Let's get
2: the celebration issue out of the way. Stephen Gerrard, Gary McAllister and the Rangers bench got together for a real celebration as soon as the final whistle sounded. They were fully entitled to do so. They did absolutely nothing wrong. There was no attempt to provoke or incite anyone. And then... He went and he shook hands with Austin McPhee and with Craig Levine and with other members of Hart's backroom staff. He was entitled to that celebration. Yes, nothing has been achieved as yet, but for Rangers, it was a moment of significance to be on top of the league, to be above Celtic. And that's why I say the margin for error has gone now. When Rangers play Aberdeen on Wednesday night, there's no margin for error. When Celtic go to Motherwell, no margin for error We have a two horse race We pay due tribute to Stevie Clark For keeping a uh, Kilmarna Cup there But the rest are fading from view So there is no issue over the celebration for me If he thought that that was a significant day in Rangers season Then he was absolutely correct Again it probably goes back to the pre-season expectation Alex
1: Everyone knows Celtic have this game in hand. They may yeah. well win it. They may well go back top of the league. If you'd offered Rangers fans at the start of the season, say third of December, you'll be top of the league. you are absolutely bitten the hand off, and that—that—that's what this all has to to boil down to at this stage. What happens in May, we'll find out.
3: Yeah, listen. I think that um, you know he was entitled to celebrate. It was a really tough uh, game, getting down to ten men. Uh, I don't have an issue. I was looking at Jurgen Klopp as well. The reaction, I love it. I actually love to see the emotion within football. Um, but you're right in what you say In terms of where we are now And I think Stephen Gerrard Came out directly after the game And says listen uh, We're at the top of the table But that doesn't really mean A great deal come, come May So yeah. as, you, as you said there Gordon So for me It's important for them To to have that belief Because this is what it all boils down to Rangers have been in the doldrums for years So they are looking at the top of the table And think right okay It's easy to get to the top of the table It's easy Because you look at teams Throughout the, the course of this season as well They've been at the top of the team that the hard part is staying there They need to try their best Now I said a few weeks ago This month is, I think it's 8 games in 24, 5, 26 days That is a remarkable amount of football By any any level at all And Celtic have to play that as well They have to negotiate that And they have to carry it on And then come the 29th That is a significant point And then we'll know where they're at then
2: And with regard to the Scott Arfield incident I would happily accept that there was absolutely no premeditated intent to hurt the Hearts goalkeeper. However, the referee had no option but to show him a red card, as Stephen Gerrard acknowledges, because the coming together was dangerous and the Hearts goalkeeper's head is there. So we have to be careful. It was rash, ill-judged, and he... Merited the red card End of story Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Ian is a
1: Rangers fan in Kings Park What did you make of it yesterday Ian?
8: Well I thought once Rangers equalised Hearts were never in the game There was only going to be one winner And it proved Even with 10 men Rangers were comfortable Played, played the game out And in fact could have gone ahead he Scored a couple more But for the keeper saving But what I'm on about Is Craig Levine going to be hauled up Before the referees by the, the, the SFA, for his comments about the referee, about the referee being biased, the referee being rubbish, uh, the Morales being this, that, and the next thing, or was he just like Craig Levine, the poor loser that he is, trying to make sure, deflect deflect the... The attention Deflect the, the, the attention from the poor performance of his team well,
1: I'll tell you what Ian, let's, let's play those comments Just in case people haven't heard Craig Levine's post-match reaction He was not happy He uh, says they were playing against 13 men He says it's unbelievable how Alfredo Morelos stayed on the pitch And of course wasn't happy with Rangers winner either
9: I read a quote from Neil Lennon a few weeks ago When they went to Celtic Park He was on the Celtic Park and he said that we were playing against 12 men That's how I feel today mm-hmm. How Morelos stays on the park? Never mind. Does it gets through that without a booking? I will never know. I mean, some of the decisions today were abysmal. Austin phoned John Fleming a while ago because we lost, with three goals that were given against us that were offside, and because the linesman made mistakes. And John Fleming suggested that we held the line on the 18-yard line to make it easier for his officials. (laughs) So we did that today, and still (laughs) got it wrong. (laughs) That's 13 we were playing against. And the good thing is, Neil Lennon didn't get any punishment. So the referee was abysmal, and we were playing against 12 men. That's my view on it. Have you ever had to
10: see Bobby?
9: What's the point? Unless he's got a time machine, and can go back and fix his mistakes. Well, He had loads of fouls, It was not even watching the ball. He just jumps into the centre-backs. There's one he smashed, Christoph, and, and Bobby said to one of our players, oh, it's just Morelos, he's a bit silly sometimes. I'm going to tell our players to be silly, because you don't get booked for being silly. Eh? That was, was an abysmal performance. He actually, the funny thing is he said before the game, he, he came in and warned us that we're not allowed to look at any reviews of any situations that have happened in the match and then complain to him that something was wrong. And I actually asked him, I said, well, the fact that you're warning us, does that mean you're planning on making loads of mistakes today? And he laughed. <laughs> no wonder he was laughing, eh?
2: Well this is my personal interpretation of those remarks I think Craig Levine will be in trouble Because he implies bias on the part of the referee By saying we're playing 12 men And he also uh, questions the referee's competency Hugh can I ask
3: you a question on that topic there and He was quite clever in what he did there Craig In terms of he threw in uh, a similar quote That Neil Lennon used several weeks ago about and he was saying that we were playing against 12 And there was no charge coming forward So I think he's actually thinking Okay, the precedent has been set I'm having a go here Because I think that he was abysmal in his words So the, 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 how do you challenge him on that particular point When he goes 12 men When, I don't know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago when it was Well,
2: I, I would counter that, Alec By saying when Rangers Made their feelings known On the subject of Willie Collum They said that He had underlying issues Thereby Implying bias on his part And also questioning His competency And the SFA Gave Rangers Five different charges To answer So I don't think That you can say What Craig Levine has said Without landing yourself In bother However One man's interpretation It's up to the SFA now
1: Let's look at those Those incidents Sure Um that he's talking about then I think even I mean Rangers fans would admit That the goal was yeah. offside that, That's why he'll be frustrated Particularly because we try, and, we try and be Relatively understanding of The difficult job officials have It doesn't on the face of it Seem like a difficult one For the assistant Alex Because he's looking, he's looking right along the line The 18 yeah. yard box is right there To give him a wee hand And also Morelos is the closest player to him sure. So he doesn't have to look through anyone Not saying that that makes any comments that may break the rules, okay But that's clearly where the majority of Craig Levine's frustration comes from
3: Well, I don't know if Craig Levine was actually Because he was damning of Bobby Madden Now, for me, that call must come for the linesman oh, Of course So, you know, that that is ultimately the mistake Now, this is my only defence Now, the, let me be crystal clear It is 100% offside uh-huh. When the linesman's looking along the line, Gordon, he sees Morelos, he sees another Rangers player directly behind him. The only explanation that I can think of that he must have felt as if there was a Hearts player behind him. Now, clearly there wasn't because we have the benefit of seeing the, the the footage. But that is the only thing I can see because he's looking directly along that line. He must have he thought, and know he's done is guessed. Now, he's guessed wrong, but he's ultimately mm. got it wrong. And I can understand Craig Levine's frustration. Then he goes on to... John Fleming talking about holding So if there's a free kick On the halfway line Are they going to hold that 18 yard box? So he's just plucked that out To say that You know oh, Hold 18 yard line When does a referee's assessor Tell people where to hold a line?
1: My overview Well so who Do you mean Craig Levine's lying about that partner?
3: What I'm saying is he just plucked
1: that out Because No but he said I mean he's, he's almost quoting so, John so, Fleming We so don't know what, what it was said in that conversation But
3: what I'm saying is so Is he going to hold that 18 yard line my, If it's 3 weeks 6 weeks 6 months A year
1: Yeah I'm not sure what not sure how That really impacts What, what happened my, yesterday sure, my, What I'm over, saying is my my About the overview. conversation He's
3: having with John Fleming That's my, my point I'm, I'm saying he's having A conversation with John Fleming He said, Well maybe hold the 18 yard line That might give us a better idea You don't know what the context was But he's, he's actually hung uh, John Fleming out to dry there Yeah uh,
2: my overview of both The comments from Derek McInnes And Craig Levine Is that Neither Aberdeen Nor Hearts Played well yesterday And they are two of our major football institutions in this country. Neither played well. Both managers then saw fit to go through a litany of complaints uh, where Derek McInnes has gone into minute detail and suggesting the referee made a mistake by not sending off Ryan Christie. Uh, And we've got Craig who's uh, giving us details of what John Fleming would have believed to have been a private conversation. Craig Levine has now decided to make The contents of that conversation A public matter So for me, the bottom line is Aberdeen didn't play well And Celtic deserved to win the Cup Hearts didn't play well And Rangers with 10 men Deserved to win at Tyne Castle Sean is in Craig End What did you make of the result yesterday, Sean?
11: Well, I'm happy with the result um, Hopefully now Rangers can go on a good run uh, It's in Rangers' haunts to win the league now But see this red card This wasn't a red card for Alvin Alvin um, um, I feel Because he wins the ball Obviously he didn't uh, Touch the goalkeeper In the face like that So I don't know How it's a red card Well
1: to be fair I think sh-
11: goalkeepers get um, Too easy at times With rules And I think VAR needs to get brought into Scottish football Next season
2: Well the man's lying On the ground uh, And the player goes in His his head Is directly behind the ball It's rash Stephen Gerrard believes That it was a red card Because he said He had no complaints About the decision I know that the tension is rising in terms of the league and the championship title But we cannot arrive at the stage where it's okay to put an opponent over the line along with the ball So Scott Arfield was in the wrong It was rash and he was rightly red carded Just a small point,
1: yeah. I mean it's not fully in Rangers hands yet Obviously big Celtic have, have the game I mean Alex, it just comes down to the probably the first line of the the rule, if you like, a tackle or challenge that endangers the safety of an opponent or uses excessive force, blah blah blah. But it probably did it endangered the safety. Whether it was, of course, it wasn't a deliberate attempt to endanger yeah. safety, but it probably did. That's why Steven Gerrard has no complaints about it. We but just played the interview. However, just quickly on Sean's first point, we always we talk about the the the, the, the meaning behind sort of going top. Does it does it give Rangers? Even the players Just a, just something To hang yeah. on to Just a little bit of, of belief perhaps That things are heading In the right direction
3: Even the players That have been there For a couple of years You know Morelos was there last year Taverniers were there Been there for a while It's about getting that As you say Something tangible So you can hit the top But again I emphasise it It's important to try And stay at the top It's very easy To get there for one or two games And then get pegged back I think the key thing For Rangers is, is To continue on the run They're on. I think What is it Three out of the last four They've won um, So it's important for them To try and Kind of gathering momentum, but listen, Aberdeen will be coming back down the road, smarting again, trying to get a positive result.
1: Thanks to Sean, it's 01419511025. Let's hear from you, and we'll do it after the travel with Amber.
3: Clyde won Super Scoreboard with
0: Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompsons.com.
1: and Alex Ray are here with me, Gordon Duncan. If you want to join us, give us a, a call or send a tweet at ClydeSSB. Eamon's been on here He wants some praise for Kelly He's not interested In the mm. League Cup final Or uh-huh. the Rangers going top He says Let's talk about Kilmarnock Please Seventh biggest budget And went second on Saturday The biggest worry Is that Clark goes to Southampton He says
2: Well well, he won't be Because they've uh, Agreed in principle To to bring in The former manager Of RB Leipzig So you can Sleep calm easy down On that one Eamon uh, But I did say At the start of the programme Let's pay tribute To Kilmarnock, uh For the, the job That Steve Clark Has done Because Hibs have gone. For me, hearts have gone as well. Aberdeen aren't even in the top six. So, the one shining light out with Celtic Park and Ibrox is Steve Clark and the job he's doing at Rugby Park. It is astonishing. And, as I say, the margin for error has gone now. On Saturday, Kilmarnock are at Celtic Park and Brendan Rodgers has found it difficult to beat Steve Clark. Since both found themselves here working in Scottish football. So that's a difficult mm. afternoon for Celtic. And, and Kilmarnock, the job that Steve Clark has done is nothing short of remarkable. But I do share Eamon's fear. This has all been looked at down south, and there will come a job at one stage. And Aberdeen, eh, Kilmarnock will come under pressure to hold on to Steve Clark.
1: Will is a Kilmarnock fan on the line from Govan. Happy Kilmarnock fan at the moment, I would imagine, Will?
12: Yeah, great. Um, I just wanted
1: to like ask a couple of questions, mm-hmm.
12: um, just to see what the guys think. Go for it. Just to see, like, um, what they think if Commander um, could, if we managed to hold on to Steve Clark and they could go the rest of the season on that sort of run of form, and maybe even look at Europe next year, if the guys think it's possible.
2: Oh, well, I think Europe, Europe is definitely a possibility um, because, as I say, for me. Hibs have gone. Hearts have gone. Already? Hearts are only, what, a couple of points behind? Two points behind? Yeah, they uh, nah, been six games in the bounce now without a win. Yeah, know, but so. once Naismith and Ike Piazza and Suter comes back, surely they'll, they'll at least get better. Well, they're not as good as Kilmarnock. So, hmm. and Kilmarnock have got firepower, which Hearts at the moment do not have. And I do accept that Ike Piazza will come back and even Naismith. Naismith. Yeah. Uh, but I think Europe for Kilmarnock is. A real possibility And that will be Some feather in his cap Stevie Clark.
3: I have to say I've been really impressed By Stevie Clark. Uh, you know We touched upon it on Saturday uh, The amount of uh, Points he's picked up Since he came into the job Particularly mm-hmm. with a squad That was struggling And uh, I actually like The balance Of Camarnock You know you, Brophy Stewart as you, and you said that You have firepower A lot of teams don't have that You know mm-hmm. They've got the boy Jones Who's lightning He's causing yeah. all sorts of problems But it's the spine of the team For me You know You look through it They've got Kit Broadfoot They've got the boy Dicker there's a kind of solidity there. You've got young boy Finley as well. Does a brilliant job for him. So uh, Stephen O'Donnell breaking into Scotland squad. So it's a success story all round. And if I was a, if I was a command fan, I think re- realistically they, they could possibly get that that spot in Europe. You still, I
1: was just going to ask Will Hugh if Will, Are you still at the sort of pinching yourself stage, or, or is it now the expectation level? Is it such a point where you, you know you are expecting to to keep this form going?
12: Well, I was I was actually thinking about that on on um, Saturday morning before the Hibs game, I was thinking to myself, well, it's Hibs, Neil Lennon, good manager, is it possible, you know, Hibs could beat us? Then I was thinking, there's a determination in the team because obviously before the game they were saying about um, Hibs having gone unbeaten at Rugby Park for some time. I was thinking, well, well we maybe managed to scratch a job, but then I changed my mind just before kick-off. I was thinking to myself, no, there's absolutely no chance we're... We're, we've got so much confidence in the team. The teams get confidence in themselves, and we see that at every game. There's determination amongst all the players that they want to win.
2: I think um, they have a they have a a big say in what's going to happen from now on, Comma. Because Rangers find them a well, handful. we know they well. can take points off anyone. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah, but Rangers and Celtic find them a handful, um, and they could have a big say. Concerning the progress of this title race uh, So The one worry And it's inevitable If you keep asking for credit for Kilmarnock Then we'll happily give it But the one worry is The more and more credit Stevie Clark gets The more and more the chances are Someone's going to take him yeah, away It's not
3: just that Hugh, It's the players You know, you look at Jones There'll be, there'll be people looking at him as yeah. well You look at the boy on the other side as well Mackenzie's doing well Power in the middle of the park How long can he keep holding Brophy as well So there's yeah. plenty of
1: options Uh, Thank you to Will in Govan What's Craig in Renfrew got on his mind Hi Craig
13: Hi there Hi sorry first time caller tonight What made you call tonight then Craig? Um, I was actually just listening to the comments About the games at the weekend Obviously the red card and the Rangers game And I wanted to maybe just raise a question About the Dedrick Boyata challenge On Gary Mackay-Steven at the weekend Mm -hmm. So I might show myself up as a bit of a fool here I mean maybe I'm just missing something But you know in my opinion Dedrick Boyata was late on Gary Mackay-Steven I know it, there was no malice intended. I know he was going for the ball, but he was late and he's caused a serious injury to Mackay Stephen. So I'm just wondering, I know it was a clash of heads, but is that treated differently as opposed to a normal challenge? Um, you know, Why is that not a, a red card? Why is that not a penalty to Aberdeen?
2: Well, first of all, I think you're completely wrong. I don't think he was late. I don't think there was a challenge, as you call it,
1: to well, players. I, well, I think what Craig means I mean, this is not to blame Dedrick Boyata But Craig means that Gary Mackay Stephen headers the ball first He, he headers it, and, and then in, in comes Contact. Dedrick Boyata
2: Well, how many times have you seen it? For heaven's sake I mean, the, the implication is there mm-hmm. but That's what
1: I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not it's blaming not
13: about, It's not about how
2: often you've seen it I mean, if that ball had been passed into Gary McKay-Steven Yeah, but you'd have well,
1: shot well, away and
13: Dedrick Boyata had Then taking his legs from behind You know, if he'd slid in Because you see that all the time And a penalty is given for that So just because you see it all the time doesn't necessarily make it right, in
2: my opinion No, you, you're you implying, though For me, you are implying that Dedrick Boyata did something wrong And for me... Well,
13: Gary McKay's lying on the ground unconscious Yeah, because I fully understand that a challenge. Uh, And, yeah. it, you know, in, in what way is that different from Scott Arfield sliding in on the goalkeeper? Oh, you know, though, a both a in difference. late, they both made a terrible decision Neither of them have got the ball a One of them's a red difference. card and, yet, you know, nothing happens to, no. to
2: Boyata well, nothing should have happened to Dedrick Boyata There was nothing for the referee to act upon There's a world of difference between what took place At Tynecastle and at Hampden So, for me, you're unfair I don't th- I don't think that, that Dedrick Boyata May have got there after Gary mackay Stephen headed the ball But you are implying... That he was trying to inflict injury Well I think Craig did say there was no intent He explicitly said that but.
3: I have to say I haven't seen the the Boyata incident In terms of the Arfield I don't think there's any question at all It's a red card just because of the manner And what the, the circumstances played out I actually think Craig's If it's a description And and, and Gary Mackay's going up to win the ball and he wins it I, I, He's got an interesting point there Gordon In terms of how many times do you see somebody Flick a header and then somebody comes in and catches him late Resulting in And he's right And if it was On the ground And somebody passed the ball And then Biotta caught him Then it would be a foul So But but I think because You go up in the air It doesn't seem to be given As such you But He's clearly Went up and not got the ball But uh, uh, Listen In general terms You don't tend to get them So I understand Where he's coming from From that point I actually thought It was an interesting question
1: Mm. Uh, What about the way that um, I mean Dedrick Bata was I'm not going to say fine He wasn't fine at all He had blood oh. pouring out his head And all the rest But he wasn't unconscious So he was okay to continue um, does, how, does football still handle These things well In the sense that Gary Mackay Steve Now talking about b- Being back next week um, I mean he's going to miss The midweek game I mean is that a, well, well, I think is, it, I, I'm not a medical I, expert I I think. So I
3: think there's a two week uh, Ten days, two weeks uh, Window when you're Actually unconscious There's a, a time bar on it And I think it's a minimum Of ten or 10, uh, fourteen days And
2: you have to assume that all football clubs would not put their players' health at risk. You have to assume that the Aberdeen Club doctor uh, would ensure yeah. that Gary Mackay-Steven was fit enough to play, otherwise he could not possibly condone Gary mackay Stephen playing. Uh, OK, thank you to Craig. In fact, Craig, you're a, you're a
1: Dundee United fan. What's uh, what's going on with your team, quickly, before I let you go?
2: Uh, well, I was hoping you were going
13: to bring that up um, Yeah A disappointing result of the weekend The air were brilliant on Friday night To be honest They played us off the park So I can't really complain about the result But hopefully it's another wake up call for us And we can go on another wee run again And, and keep pushing on for promotion
3: Manager in a month for uh, Robbie no. Nielsen
1: JC's uh, face in uh, the, face the pictures aired? Imagine having to pick that up Two days or three days After being battled at home uh, By a Lawrence Shankland led airside Anyway I think it is time for this
0: Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday
1: Time for Beat the Pundit Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Are both standing by What a way to kick off your week By showing one of these two How it's done 01419511025 That's the number you need Give us a call right now Or as quickly as you can Because you only have Until the news at 7 If you do want to play tonight
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to thompsons.com
1: Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Plenty to look back on From a big weekend in Scottish football Celtic winning yet another trophy Under Brendan Rodgers A 7th consecutive piece of silverware In the League Cup Rangers going top What else Uh Could we look back on various things St Mirren A disappointing defeat for them Uh, Livingston Getting back to, to winning ways A fine win against Motherwell So we will continue to look back On all those big talking points But I also want to get your thoughts On the draw for Euro 2020 Scotland in a group with Belgium, Russia, Cyprus, Kazakhstan San Marino Is it yep We can make the top two Or no chance Let us know what you think And we'll get to that next
0: Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday
1: Time for Beat the Pundit though David Irving from Erskine is a Rangers fan and he's the man on to try and kick off his week By beating Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray How are you tonight David? I'm very well thanks Scott. how are you? Yep, not too bad at all If I gave you the choice who would you choose? Would it be the old old timer or the... The midfield I'll maestro the
10: team,
9: I'll,
1: right, okay. the team, I'll toss the coin anyway And see uh, <laughs> what the, it's going to say Heads it will be Hugh Tails it will be Alex Right. And it's heads You've got your wish Hugh Keevan's up mm. against David from Erskine So let me give Hugh A bit of Clyde too It's his generation anyway Give him some music in his ear So he doesn't know what we're saying David you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Hugh You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready?
10: Okay. Yeah, I'm ready
1: who is the lowest ranked team in Scotland's Euro qualifying group? Sandino. Which German team did Wraith Rovers face in the 1995 UEFA Cup? How many points are Rangers on in the Premiership? 30 How many squirrels appear on the badge of Kilmarnock? 2 Who scored Celtic's winning goal in yesterday's League Cup final? How many goals did Lawrence Shanklin score against Dundee United on One. Friday? Uh, who does St Mirren face on Wednesday?
10: Oh, Florenton
1: uh, which Motherwell player is out For the rest of the season With deep vein thrombosis Okay Hugh Kevens, Are you with us? I am I hope you've been studying All weekend Hugh Are they easy? Alex is giving He's shaking his head Alright okay all right, Let's go through them Hugh are you ready? Okay Who is the lowest ranked team In Scotland's Euro qualifying group? San Marino Which German team Did Wraith Rovers face In the 95 UEFA Cup? Bayern yeah. How many points Are Rangers on In the Premiership? 30. How many squirrels appear in Komarmuk's badge? 3 Who scored Celtic's winning goal in yesterday's League Cup final? Christy How many goals did Lauren Shanklin score against Dundee United Four. on Friday? Who do St Mirren face on Wednesday? Hibbs. And which mother will play us out for the rest of the season with deep vein thrombosis? Trevor Carson okay. Wow What an effort from both of you What do you think David?
10: Oh, it's close I'm not sure that
1: it's close Yeah, it's very close Let's go through them and find out just how close First question Who is the lowest ranked team in Scotland's Euro qualifying group It is San Marino 1-all German team that Wraith Rovers faced Bayern Munich 2-all How many points are Rangers on in the Premiership? It's 30 3-all How many squirrels appear on Kilmarnock's badge? It's 2 If you lose out because you didn't know how many squirrels were on (laughs) Kilmarnock's badge It's one of those things you'll never forget So uh, it goes uh, a... what We've got a 4-3 lead Is that for Yes, yes. David's up by one uh, Ryan Christie Easy question So he's still up by one How many goals did Lauren Shanklin score Against Dundee United You both got that It was four David still leads by one mm-hmm. I'll come back to question seven Which will player Is out for the rest of the season With deep vein thrombosis Trevor Carson You both got that right So David still leads by one mm-hmm. Yes I'm Almost struggling to keep up here Who does Samirron face On Wednesday David said Livingston I think Uh, Hugh said Hibbs The answer is Hibbs It's an equaliser It is an equaliser Right okay we've got a tiebreaker here Um, Not not the worst tiebreaker we've ever had either I'm a bit unsure about this tiebreaker question But here we go Uh, I'm going to ask you the question David I'll get Hugh to write his answer down And I'll then invite you to give me your attempt okay the question is this In which year did Hearts reach the quarter-finals of the UEFA Cup? Hugh Kevins, if you could show me your answer, please Okay I've got Hugh's attempt David, what's your guess?
8: Um, 1988
1: oh, Alex Ray, just out of curiosity what, what would you have gone for? 73 You'd have gone 73 Hugh what did you go for 79 I can tell you The answer Is 1989 David has Done you Wow On the tiebreaker Well done David The sign ball is on its way
9: Cheers Thank you very much
1: Good man That was David Irving From Erskine A Rangers fan And he's won the sign ball I'm happy with that That's a great effort isn't it What a contest that was Yeah, Yep absolutely Well done You'll have your chance On Beat the Pundit Tomorrow night At 7 o'clock Alright We have been looking back On the League Cup final yesterday On Rangers game At Tynecastle We even had some thoughts On Kilmarnock as well So any thoughts on them Keep them coming We will definitely Get back to them But I really want to hear Your thoughts on Scotland's Qualification group Doable or not. That's the question for you tonight. 01419511025. Um Alex Macleish says they face some difficult opponents and long journeys as they learn their Euro 2020 fate. Belgium, Russia, Cyprus, Kazakhstan and San Marino join us in Group I. McLeish says though they go into the campaign full of confidence.
14: Not too bad. The draw is always what it is. It's out of your control. You just have to take what you get, and you you look at some teams, think, Whoa, "Well, that wasn't a bad group to be in," or but they're all tough, it, it, incredible opponents. Some long journeys, but we'll be prepared. Given what the team did in the last two games, if they can play to that level, I'll be very confident. Yeah, we we've not been at a big competition for 20 odd years, so it's horrible. Um, the fans throughout the world haven't seen the, the Tartan army in their full regalia and we, we want to try and change that. We want to qualify from these group stages. We, we've got a, a foot in the door in terms of the Nations League but we want to qualify from this group. You know Belgium and, and Russia We with positive results against them it gives us a good chance. You know it's been a bit of a process. Uh, I, I did say that I would experiment when I came into the job. Took a lot of uh, young guys to South America in the summer trip that was ordained before I arrived at SFA. It was very favourable. You know, a lot of young guys think, well, I'll never get a game for Scotland. And you know, So we've given them a bit of power now and mentally and hopefully that these, these young kids will improve also. But when I got the more experienced players as we did against Israel and uh, Albania, then you see that that, that makes a considerable difference.
2: Give us your thoughts doable or not 01419511025 Hugh Kevens. We have never lost to or drawn with Cyprus or San Marino So I have to assume That that good record will be maintained And that will be maximum points Home and away We have never played Kazakhstan Therefore we've got nothing to go on We know all about Russia And the kind of World Cup they had in their own country And we know how well Belgium did there They will be, obviously, the two of them, the main danger to us. Kazakhstan will be the surprise package because, as I say, we've never played against them. However, we'll start off against them away from home and then we'll go and play San Marino Mm. away from home over the space of two or three days. So, that for me is a good way to start because if... We get past Kazakhstan Without any problem You'll do the same To San Marino Because they're hopeless They shouldn't be In international football That's a bit harsh <laughs> well, well they shouldn't There are times When people may say that About us they're, they're a, they're Maybe not a, quite as bad We we have a history They have nothing That's uh, all right. It's a lovely place Stay in Rimini Alec oh, Very been nice there, I've been oh, yeah, the lovely. Grand Hotel Rimini Sensational yeah, Lovely But uh, It's a good place to start if we get six points from Kazakhstan and San Marino That will build up momentum Yeah some dates for the diary all yeah. starts on Thursday the
1: 21st of March So Kazakhstan against Scotland he was right We then, It's a double header on the Sunday the 24th uh, We go to San Marino Then the home games start 8th of June I'm not going to run through all these by the way oh. In such detail Scotland against Cyprus And then the middle bit where it becomes interesting Away to Belgium Home to Russia Home to Belgium Away to Russia You have to imagine Alex Those four games Are obviously Got a huge chance Of of deciding Whether we make it Into that top two And qualify for the Euros Or whether we have to Fall back on this Playoff place that we Picked up in the Nations League
3: Well listen I think Belgium is a a bridge Too far for us At the moment I think when you look At the personnel I think they're number one In the world Uh, So that You know That will take care of itself I think for me Russia will be Pivotal to how well we do in this group I think Kazakhstan we can take care of them mm. Cyprus it's, it's interesting It's very flippant to say Oh Kazakhstan will take care of itself but Actually you don't know what they're actually going to be like no. You know It's uh, the, the middle of the summer as well You'd imagine it be extremely warm over there So you know But uh, San Marino, Cyprus Kazakhstan if you can get the better of them And then obviously it's down to Russia Because Belgium For me will finish top the of the The
2: interesting group. thing I like about Kazakhstan Is that all of their players Are drawn from The Kazakhstan League Uh, You know They don't have players Who are out in Belgium Or Spain Or Italy Or France or, or, Or Great Britain For that matter So they are The genuine Product They are all from mm. Kazakhstan I don't know whether that means They're good, bad yeah, or
1: indifferent Bit of an unknown quantity I wonder if we should send Hugh Kevins for a month In Kazakhstan oh. Just just to get the lay of the land Figure out the, the strength of the league Look at some of the players And they could report back to us Nightly
2: <laughs>
3: if, he, just, if there's a glass of red I'll
2: do beat the pundit from Kazakhstan
1: um, Yeah I mean You look You always You do this don't you You look through and go It could have been harder and it could have been easier. I think that that that's probably the best way of summing it up you. We said on yesterday's show, Germany were a pot two side. Yeah. So let's be honest. You, you're taking Russia all day long if it's if it's a choice. But then maybe, you know, some of the other teams. You could make a case to say that we maybe could have had it a
2: little bit easier. There are 2 gimmies Cyprus and San Marino. If we slip up in any way against Cyprus or San Marino, we should hold our hands up and say we're not fit for purpose. But they must be 2 gimmies Belgium, real difficult job We'll have, we should have Nine points going into The match against Belgium in Brussels And we'll see how that Works on us But that's it Belgium and Russia Stand between us and Further progress Uh, The rest we should be able to take care of Otherwise we're just kidding ourselves on
7: Um,
1: Yeah, we've got a tweet coming in from ATHF. I don't know I guess that's how you say it It says Scotland draw decent However there's a lot of Travelling miles in there mm. I feel this could be a factor Especially with the trips To Russia And Kazakhstan Interesting to see How many call offs happen um, When we have to travel Logistically Alex I'm, I'm sure the, the The logistic people At the, the Scottish FA yeah. um, Could have had it a bit easier
3: Kazakhstan and Russia's uh, Back and beyond really And uh it's obviously the first tie And the 21st of March Gordon So you know They'll get there in plenty of time To adapt to things And then they have to come back
1: I have to go to San Marino
3: Which is For me that's actually a bonus Because if you have to go to Belgium Russia Or, or, or even at home Against any of the ones Then it could be a bit more difficult So that's that's actually favoured as I feel you know We can come back and, and, and tally up a score Against San Marino On the back of Kazakhstan But the importance will be momentum If they can carry The last two results Into Kazakhstan It gives you that belief uh, with the personnel And it'll be interesting because There'll be a A, a feel good factor Within that current group mm. i will be interesting to see guys Like McGinn O'Donnell You know The ones that come out Tierney will most certainly Come back into the fray as well So I, I think the, the majority of players Will be really relishing The, 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 the competitiveness Of this Early uh, uh, ties
1: uh, 01419511025 To give us your thoughts On that group Paul Brandon Is on Twitter He said Apart from Belgium It's doable Mm -hmm. Um, Tony says on paper Realistically we're only taking One point At best from Belgium And four from Russia But everything else is doable And he does finish off With saying it But this being Scotland (laughs) Dot 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 So there we go Um, That has to be the hope Hugh It seems fairly simple You would imagine I don't think it's Unfair to suggest That you target Russia You try and finish second And uh, get to the Euros Without worrying about that playoff Well
2: there's no point In kidding ourselves on 20 years since we've been At uh, major finals Uh, We've known disappointment We've also known embarrassment But I repeat If you slip up In any way against Kazakhstan San Marino Or Cyprus Then just hold your hands up And say we don't deserve to go any further
1: Well one of the players who may well uh, Play a key part If he keeps up his form Is Ryan Christie Nick in Dumbarton Wants to talk about Ryan Christie Hi Nick
9: Hello
1: What's on your mind With regards to that player then? I, uh, I
11: just First call us. Uh, we started to talking about Ryan Christie and comparing him to to Stuart Armstrong, and you were talking about how he might, he thought he might be looking at a move and early January transfer window or at the end of the season.
3: No, I don't think anyone in here was uh, alluding to him going anywhere. No, 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 no. no.
11: He he might have been considering where he was. Oh, last move, summer, but, yeah, yeah. But what what I was thinking was that maybe he will be i target of a big money move.
2: Rather than getting getting moved out on loan Well No What we're talking about Was that At one stage Before he came on At half time Against Hearts In the Betfred Cup Semi-final At Murrayfield At that stage in his life Ryan Christie must have been wondering If he had a future left at Celtic And that's what we're talking about However I'm not, I'm not, ho- uh, No I think at Nick, Nick's basically saying If he keeps playing so well He, he, might, he, he might be a target well, for you other know, He signed a long term contract That's part of the transformation That's taking place in his life uh, I genuinely believe That he's at the club Where he has wanted to be He was a, a Celtic supporter As a boy in Inverness He's where he wants to be He's just made the big breakthrough. Uh, I, you know, if somebody came in, if Liverpool came in and offered Celtic 20 million pounds for Ryan Christie, then somebody, somewhere will say, maybe a good idea to sell him. However, uh, but, for the moment, we can't wish his life away. For the moment, he's made the big breakthrough. He's made the big breakthrough. He's happy where he is. And, he wants to go further with Celtic. As I said, somewhere down the line, they're all for sale. You know, Moose Dembele went for twenty million pounds. They're all for sale. Uh, but at the moment, I don't think it's a a, a worry for Celtic. Uh, Nick, what about the the decision
1: yesterday that was on everyone's mind before the game? Which you know, would would the guys like Ryan Christie stay in? Would Scott Brown have to settle for a place in the bench? He did, as did Olivier and Cham. Is is that going to Keep happening until such times as Celtic don't win a game, or, or when do you see it getting rotated?
11: I, I, I don't. I, I think Brendan might need to find a a, a different solution for them. Can't pay, can't play three of them. Um, but is playing so well, it's going to be difficult for Brown and Charm to, to get
2: their get a place back. The month of December is a a, a unique case, I think, True. because Motherwell on Wednesday night, followed by Kilmarnock at Celtic Park. Everyone has December the 29th ingrained on their mind because that's Rangers against Celtic at Ibrox. The month of December is full of matches, uh, full of significance, no margin for error. Therefore, Brendan Rodgers will need to rotate because the same group of players who played at Hampden yesterday will not play at Fir Park and it will be a different side from Fir Park that plays against Kilmarnock on Saturday. That's the way it has to be.
3: I just think with the games coming so thick and you know, quick, Gordon, then the actual reality is there will be players who will maybe have to come off depending on their energy levels. But if it was down to, is it occurred, because of the amount of games, there will be rotation. But it's really a really interesting debate that occurred now because if he'd have said this a couple of months ago, we'd all have been a, not a chance and Shaman Brown dominate that midfield. But you have to give credit to Callum McGregor. He has literally said, I am the main man I am the guy That's pulling the strings uh-huh. And that was a debate Over the weekend Would the, the, the leader Scott Brown Come back into the fold mm. And he didn't do it So it tells you Exactly what Brendan Rodgers Thinks of McGregor
1: Thanks to Nick On the subject of Scotland's draw Gerard Tallant Says Stuart Duff The ex Aberdeen player Played for Karat In the Kazakh league I yeah, remember that um, uh, He says Celtic Have been there A few times recently It is a difficult place Right before we move on Let me tell you about this Glasgow's once again Going to play host To 128 Of the best snooker players In the world The World Snooker Scottish Open Returns to the Emirates Arena From the 10th of December Of course, Hugh, Scottish favourite John Higgins Was recently on the show You were on your holidays But he was here on Super Scoreboard He's going to be there back in action All the details, including how to get tickets Are online But if you go to Clyde1.com right now You can also enter to win VIP tickets To the final on Sunday the 16th What a day out that will be We've got the full-time teaser coming next
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons. Hugh
1: Keaven's and Alex Ray are here and they are waiting for your calls. We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, reactions coming in. I must say, Hugh, to that draw for Scotland in Euro twenty twenty qualifying. Scott Liddell says if we want to go through, must beat Russia at home and snatch a point away. Uh, Belgium will win the group The rest we should really beat uh, And Chris oh, he's just got the, He's got the old glass half empty He says it'll be usual Brilliant until the second last game Then get beat off Cyprus Draw with
2: Kazakhstan And go out Another glorious failure Well you know If, if Cyprus start beating you Then it's no longer glorious failure It's inglorious failure So you know The day that Cyprus or San Marino beat us We should chuck mm. it uh, Billy Gaddy has sent in tonight's
1: Full time teaser. So mm-hmm. it's at Clyde SSB. Send your questions in, please. Oh, no, in fact, that's Twitter. You need the email address, don't you? Fulltime at Clyde1.com. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's the address you need for the full time teaser. Questions like along these lines, or, or perhaps you've got something else up your sleeve. We're looking for the 11 non Scots who have started a League Cup final for Celtic under Brendan Rodgers. I think. Some of these are obviously quite easy, Wrong so I'm age. I'm not gonna tell you yes or no as we go along, I don't think. Okay. okay. I'm well, just gonna see if you Sinc- can come Sinclair, up with a line.
3: Boyata. Lustig. Benkovic Um Patrick Roberts. Uh oh, Sarah is your eyebrowder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we've got a few there anyway I'm just
1: you? thinking out loud At the moment I'm not telling you I'm going you. We're going to see at the end If you can come up with 11 If I tell you yes and no I think you'll nail it too quickly Then
3: barely. it's not
2: that tough barely must
3: Fast be Fast Eddie
2: Yes Yesterday of course Yeah I'll Tell you what that's a, You made a
1: good dent in it anyway Good You need to come up with all 11 though And you're mm-hmm. not getting told If good. any of them are right Because I mean I mean they all sound good but What's to say that
3: <laughs> I just idiot. missed
1: out on final day?
3: Some of it, you know. Do you know the thing is? This is what I love about the all been back. Craig beat you last week. I was going, "What do you think of this?" You went, "Oh, no telling you nothing." <laughs> yeah, he I didn't quite get key, the team a, effort. He wanted a key, to take the yeah. glory.
1: Typical striker. That's all. It is.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Get your goals on the table 01419511025 Let's hear from you We're going to look back on As many of the weekend Talking points as we can Of course dominated uh, By the League Cup final And Rangers at Tynecastle. But we we're going to look at St Mirren if we can If we can squeeze it in there So St Mirren fans Let's get in touch um, Partick Thistle as well That run just continues Let's get your thoughts 01419511025 William is a Rangers fan In Barhead What's in your mind tonight, William? Uh,
8: can I speak to Alec, please? Yes, If it's okay, aye. Alec, listen, what I'm on about is Thursday night when we're it to 10 men. Yep. Uh, the referee made a mistake and who he sent off. It should have been the wee man, Morelis. Uh, we're, and we're it 10 men yesterday. Certainly, I definitely sent it off. I was sitting watching it on the television and then nearly jumped out of my chair when I seen Anfield do what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And that's just why we've got to live with it. But me, as a Rangers supporter... For the last 60 years, I'm now 69, I'm 70 in January, right? And I've been watching Rangers, Eric Caldo, Shearer, Niven all the them. But what I've never seen is this manager, he's come in now, and he's brought all these young boys in for different divisions in England. He's brought... There's Macaulay playing on Sunday. I thought he had a great game. He's bringing in guys that nobody's ever heard of. Now, if you'd have said to me at the beginning of the season... That we were a been in Europe might even be through in a uh, after Christmas because I think we'll get three points away from semi final top of the league. If you were to tell me that's going to happen in December, I'd have bit your hand off. And I think every range of support in Scotland would have bit your hand off. So what do you
3: think of that one? I, like? I think the recruitment's been so much better this summer. I think part of that's done to. Um the director of football, Mark Allen, you know, you it's interesting because you you look at guys like Macaulay uh, and Golson, they're well known to the English market. So, But uh, in terms of the kids that they've brought in, you know, Ryan Kent's done ever so well with his time with Steven Gerrard, who I know is Jarrier. Koulibaly was one out of left field. I watched uh, Barisic play today for the, the under, well, the reserves effectively now. Yeah. Katic played there. So th- 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 there's a nucleus, <laughs> there's a nucleus there uh, with Rangers, the you know, and and it's a continuous uh thing. You know, I think in January I think it's fair to say Omar Sadiq will go back to Roma if mm. if they can get him out of that agreement. Don't forget you've still got Pena and the likes still on the books. They need to effectively get shipped out. And you're constantly kinda of nipping and tucking when it comes to recruitment. But I have to say, in terms of the job that Stephen's done getting them to where they are at the moment, I think most people are delighted. Though for me the only disappointing thing so far Would be the semi-final against Aberdeen They did not have any creativity in the final third They dominated the ball But they huffed yeah. and puffed all day So for me I would have preferred Rangers to have played yesterday Against Celtic to try and compete for Silverware uh, So that would be the only thing I think in terms of the league you couldn't ask for any more At the top of the table mm. at the moment At Europe the same time though
1: And every team can do this I completely understand that You say you couldn't ask for more But you, you probably could if you pinpoint individual days and performances <laughs> where you know fine margins
3: Gordon the, the the one that sticks out for me was the Camarnock midweek game on the back of the semi-final I thought it was an opportunity for Rangers to bounce back they got the goal early doors and then they allowed uh, I think it was Gravescourt to come in and score a wonderful goal but They're the type of games That you need to win If they'd have won that Then it's But the thing is You can look at places You look at Moscow Scoring three away from home You're thinking
1: Yeah I mean every team Does that don't they They've all got got regrets But
3: but. I think over the piece One of the key things as well Is is, in terms of the You know these red cards uh, I know some of them Have been false But some of them You know And I know I'll get battered for saying this But see the air game Where Morelos got booked I think that was a really big moment because it was for descent. He obviously took a whack, and his reaction cost him a yellow. T- it ultimately, cost him in the semi-final, uh, and obviously uh, Kyle Lafferty couldn't play. So uh, that would have been a, a bugbear, you know. And I have to say, Morelos has been absolutely brilliant. Seventeen goals yesterday. I love the fact that he's wanting to scrap with centre halves. I love the fact that he's, he's leading the line in the manner that he's doing plus goals. Yeah. But it's and just but that I that we've one card, point. Yeah,
8: just, and then I'll let you go, and so, I'll go as well. Sometimes <laughs> I find Marialis a couple of times yesterday. If he'd have passed the ball, you know, when he's shooting the, the right wing, yeah, and he comes in, he should have passed the ball. I see that he's trying to take two or three men. He doesn't have that in his locker, as far as I'm concerned. He's a he's a he's a, he's a peer in the backside. As we all know as we're playing football. Myself, try to cut go but these these guys it's, it's horrendous. But sometimes he just wants to do all himself, and he doesn't have that in his locker. Just a couple ad- of times there said he should have passed the ball. Just to and address more than there are two or three goals because I think they were capable of doing that yesterday. Just to ad- the main man in my team at the moment is a big goalie. Well, he that's yeah. enough. Important season, not just for Rangers but for his country and along maybe Ibrox.
2: Just to address William's initial point, I am the same age as William. I noticed and, that I was yeah. I was following his description, and, and yep, I uh, can you know, confirm. Uh, having grown up uh, watching the rivalry between Celtic and Rangers and the great players who have represented both clubs, uh, William and I could never have envisaged the day when Rangers were playing Peterhead and Annan Athletic and Stirling Albion and all the rest of it. Uh, but they finally get short of the lower divisions, and then they go into the Premier League, and then. Mark Warburton couldn't cut it in the Premier League. The disastrous decision was taken to appoint Pedro Cachina. Graham Murti had to pick up the pieces in a madhouse and Celtic were routinely embarrassing and humiliating Rangers while winning every trophy going. So now, William's right. He finds himself in a position where Rangers are on top of the league, above Celtic. Yes, the first trophy of the season... And the 7th in a row has gone to Celtic but William is pinching himself because he thinks could Rangers win the league? And the most important thing for William and all other Rangers supporters and indeed Dave King is that Celtic do not get 10 in a row. That's why Stephen Gerrard is here. And that's why excitement has risen since Tynecastle yesterday. And that's why there is no margin for error for Rangers or for Celtic. There's a fight on Will Celtic get eight in a row Or the Rangers stop Ten in a row And that's why From now until the end of the season We're on the edge of our seat Thank you
1: to William in Barhead Just a reminder of the question tonight Because I know some of you are playing along On Twitter at Clyde SSB We're looking for 11 non-Scots Who've started League Cup finals for Celtic Under Brendan Rodgers I'm not telling the guys yes or no Until we get to the end Because I think it'll be too easy But what are the sort of names you've been Coming up with so few Rogic,
2: down. Rogic, Lustig, Sinclair, Benkovic, uh, Paddy Roberts, Dembele, Eduard um, Boyata, obviously. Uh, uh,
3: Could G- Gamboa maybe? I is think- it starting? Gordon starting eleven? Mm-hmm. Siminovic,
2: I think, might have started.
3: Good shout here.
1: Uh, I mean, there's a few. I mean, Patrick Roberts. He should have started. Some. Or am I just messing with you?
3: Yeah, messing. He did start one of them. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> no right. You we'll might have I'm just asking Yeah, You're killing us here
1: uh, We've had the most disturbing uh, Tweet in as well Of the night From, from Scott Kirkland He says That a Borat type documentary With Shug in Kazakhstan Would be ah, good Ah yes What do you think? Do you, do, do you I'm oh. going to regret asking this Do you own a mankini? I beg your pardon <laughs> Can you imagine? A mankini? Are <laughs> you start Craving mad? I'm sure we could get you one <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, go, Alex, go through to that office and see who's got Andy, him in the Secret uh, Santa. And he's,
3: and he's constantly wearing monkey's and trousers. Producer he's nice Andy
1: out. does have some bizarre clobber so he might be able to step up to the plate. If not, I'll find out who's got you in Secret Santa in here and see what we can see what we can come up with. Yeah, I wouldn't mind tr-
2: seeing what Kazakhstan looks like. You know, it's supposed be, to
3: be beautiful. Yeah,
2: you know, this job has taken me many wonderful places. I mean, Mark Woody and I for four weeks in Tokyo. Can you imagine that, Alex? Oh. Do you know I can't Because I've seen the
1: way you ha- Try and get around Dalmuyo. Oh. Never mind Tokyo And the, we were You don't real, like
2: Big crowds we, we stayed in Shinjuku That's why I'm yeah. Shinjuku shug Shinjuku station One station On the line <laughs> One million people Pass through it Each day Each day One million people Pass through this station It's 70 exits And entrances The number of times I get lost there Oh, unsurprising And you're also quite a fussy eater as well So I don't know how you would have coped Well, the hotel had the most wonderful Italian restaurant Mexican restaurant See, goes to Japan and eats Italian Yeah <laughs>
1: Honestly <laughs> What a creature of habit he is Anyway, enough of that 0141 951 1025 That was Wish You Were Here with Hugh So uh, We'll hopefully get back to the football very soon indeed Let's speak to John in Hamilton Hi John Hi Fano,
10: I can send you a mountain if you'd like Yeah.
1: Please do, any size will do, John. I'll give you the address <laughs> after the show. <laughs> don't you wind
2: this up, John. You keep it to yourself.
10: Another um, point this evening, um, and I suppose that we can address Alex, I know you were at the game uh, covering, it was just the, the point around the midfield. So just uh, in Jarry uh, and Valley. I think um, I think it was obvious, like in our 20, 25 minutes, I, I didn't feel as if they were really up into the game. Um, and I've got slight concerns over that. I mean, first, almost as great to see Rangers top of the league. Um, obviously, from in hands as well, and yeah, there's been a, there's been a massive journey there. Um, but my my only concern is just at the midfield and how how we'll really kind of come against the likes of Celtic and stuff. Because recently, we've, we've not really came across any informed teams. I mean, Hearts haven't scored a well. I would imagine we'll be absolutely do it. No no problem over Aberdeen, but um, I, I think yes, concerned, slightly concerned over Azaria and Kula And I, I don't know if it's just because. That there's maybe some loan causes in there That we need to play an next amount of times a season Or X amount of game play. And I just think Does that sometimes dictate our, our style of play? So,
1: Alex, what, yeah. do you, what do you think of those concerns that John has?
3: It's, it's one of the things that is actually doing the rounds, Gordon People are actually thinking Because of the loan players that have actually come in People are coming to the conclusion That you have to play hmm. these guys Now, every single deal will be done differently, Gordon You may well have to pay, as an example Say one player's on ten grand at Liverpool, for example You pay a-
1: a portion you, of if it If he
3: plays you pay half If he doesn't play You pay the lot So it's, it's all And that's just an example Of how they can work But For me I don't think there's anybody Out of these guys Koulibaly Azaria Ken. I don't think any of them Have been given assurances You cannot give assurances yeah. Well let's put
1: the details Of the deals to one side then Because we're, sure. we're sort of You know Guessing a little bit there But, but John's talking about Football wise He thinks that that's a concern In terms yeah. of Because you said earlier Getting to the top of the league is one thing Staying yep, there is harder So John's John's uh, room for improvement If you like Is in that midfield Is, yeah. that, is that fair?
3: Well uh, I think for 20-25 minutes I thought that Hearts were by far The best team on the park And I think uh, I said before kick-off I felt was as if the middle of the park Had to be won. I actually thought Rangers were extremely passive Throughout the first 20-25 minutes And I mean as a team You know I, I, and then, when they started getting wired in, because that is exactly what's needed at Timcastle. You need players who are going to be on their faces because of the, the tightness of the ground and then try and take the game to them. And I think over the piece, I think they ended up uh, coming out quite comfortable in the middle of the park. I thought Cochrane, will he get hooked? I think Hayden came off as well, didn't he? So, when you look at the players, they, they eventually uh, got on top of them. but the concerning bit for me was that you had to rely on Alan McGregor for the first couple of initial saves from one was fair long throw and other one mm. was fair fair across. So, Um, so again that goes back to a defensive element you know stopping the balls at source and then clearing with your head but I actually think you know we've got such a big pool of players to pick there you've got McCrory come on and did well you've got Ryan Jack who I I was surprised because I thought he'd done ever so well in Europe so but for me uh, going forward your original question was how do you compete with Celtic and you look at their personnel uh, I'm still you know McGregor's doing brilliantly because they have so much of the ball but I would like to see a number 10 Being able to run off the back And try and get at them You know Somebody with a better pace Somebody with a better craft uh, And I think that's what Rangers are missing I think that's something That they may well try and address Come January uh, To try and get that better quality In that area To try and overcome Celtic
1: Alright some fair points raised there John and Hamilton Thank you very much 01419511025 uh, If you're playing along With the teaser on Twitter At Clyde SSB, Let's see your attempts Looking for the 11 Non-Scots Who've started uh, cup, League Cup Finals for Celtic Under Brendan Rodgers uh, I'm not telling the guys They confirmed he, What do you think of this Patrick Roberts Are you sure? Did
3: he not play in the One of the Yeah
1: but did he start So he come on
3: then No no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just Yeah I, but I'm I just trying to Right my brains Whether I he come on I could be just playing with you
1: um, I mean The ones He's, from yesterday I'll, I'll obviously give you Right it's Fairly obvious yeah. Lustig uh, Who was it? Benkovic Eduard Bayata. Rogic Sinclair Yes right, Okay I think we can all agree They're definites Yes
3: <sighs> Many's many that we've got then Hugh Many's that Seven
2: Rogic Lustig Sinclair Benkovic Edward, Boyata That's six They Dem- all played Dembele yesterday seven Dembele seven uh,
1: Alright Let's see if you can get the answers And we're going to look back On more of the weekend's action next
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to thompsons.com. Hugh
1: Keevans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan In the final part of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard At Clyde SSB keep your answers coming on this teaser We're looking for 11 non-Scots Who've started League Cup Finals for Celtic Under Brendan Rodgers Give me your certainties then
2: well, with Rogic, Lustig, Sinclair, Benkovic, Dembele, Edward, Boyata. Okay. And the ones that are under consideration. Simonovic, Iyer, Insham. And we're not sure about Paddy Roberts because you keep trying to
1: <laughs> put us <it's> off. <laughs> listen! Don't listen to me. Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see Let's hear from You can choose Hugh Who do you want
2: first Gary Caldwell or Oren Kearney You decide I think we should have a bash At Oren Kearney Because they've got that Big game against Hibs On Wednesday at Easter Road 3-1 defeat Against Hamilton on
1: Saturday Um, He is particularly frustrated At losing goals from set pieces
4: Yeah frustrating Um I think, in particular, over the last I think it's five games. It was possibly five games in a row. Um, we worked tremendously hard not to, to eradicate, I suppose, set pieces that, that were an issue when I first arrived at the club. And um, credit to the players. I think it's five possible games in a row where, where we had where we had shut out teams in relation to set pieces. But I think when you zoom right out of this and you look at the big picture and you say, you know, it's eleventh against tenth. It's a massive game, um, and you're going to concede a corner and a free kick. From a corner and a free kick, and expect to win the game. You know it makes it extremely hard. <laughs> was Keating's difference Maybe just in terms of quality? Well, when you, well. Again, when you look at the absolute output of the game, um, you know he's two, two quality crosses for two, two goals, and 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 the third is finished for the third. To be fair, is, is a cracking and finish, and um, yeah, <laughs> you would have to say that. Let's do credit for
1: James Keating's what a finish
4: that third one oh. was. Stunning goal.
3: Sensational I think, I think from a St Mirren point of view The actual gap between the, the back line and, and the forwards effectively Didn't seem as if there was any midfielders I think Stephen McGinn had broke uh, Forward to try and support the front guys Left them wide open But in terms of an execution It's as good as you're going to see And uh, he has that in his locker And uh, I think Hamilton will need that Because he, when you look at the two set plays as well um, From a St Mirren point of view they will be really disappointed For the, the manner in which he lost it to
1: A few factors here Hugh you you lose again You lose at home yep. And you lose to one of your closest rivals They're uh-huh. the obvious ones But also on the back of the previous win Which you're hoping is going to be the kickstart The big turnaround And it's you know crashing back down to earth time Yeah,
2: yeah massive anticlimax Which is why Easter Road and Wednesday is so important For both managers Neil Lennon and his fellow countryman Oran Kearney Because hims have gone on this long
3: Six games now Yeah
2: Long demoralising run Almost inexplicable When you consider the players That they've got And the type of football That you know they can play But they've fallen off a cliff Uh, So for Neil Lennon It's a big night as well So a lot of tension in the air Come Wednesday night in Edinburgh
3: Touching on the games on uh, Wednesday Dundee versus Hamilton This Wednesday So you know the significance of that The outcome obviously At Easter Road Yeah
2: uh, You know and Dundee After Hamilton at Dens Park Then of Rangers at Dens Park On Sunday So You know Things are really Hotting up Might be cold outside But
1: it's hotting up Another man who'll be frustrated After the weekend Is Gary Caldwell Another defeat for Partick Thistle
15: I think it's a penalty I think everyone in the stadium Thinks it's a penalty They think it's a penalty And the only guy That needs to give it For whatever reason Doesn't The ref said there was contact And it wasn't enough I didn't know you had to put a specific level of contact to, to give a penalty away. I just found that out today. Gary Smith
6: acknowledged that it was a penalty also, and so did uh, Gary Arkins. Is that... <laughs> that doesn't happen often, that. No, it really. <laughs> what, what was
15: your take on the game as a whole, Gary? I thought we played well. I thought we controlled the game. We stopped their threats for large periods. We gave him one chance, and he scored. So it's, it's disappointing, but I just said to them, We're the only ones that can change it. We're the only ones that can uh, turn this around. Uh, And the penalty is just uh, things like that happen in moments like this. I've been there as a player, I've been there as a manager, and you have to dig in and stay together and and turn it around. And I understand the the fans will be frustrated. I'm frustrated, the players are. uh, But we have to stay together to to change it.
2: Well, it's crisis time for me. Uh, You know, the bottom of the league... uh, and we've got Infermline at Firhill Followed by Alloa Athletic I think those two games are critical For Gary Caldwell. My concern for him For Partick Thistle as a club that seems to be No one there at the moment That you could hang your hat on to to turn things round, Alec
3: Yeah, I'm looking at the, the league table at the moment It's uh, And
2: Falkirk. that's the the signal, isn't it? Falkirk going to get the last minute winner Yeah,
3: huh? up at, at, at Cali Thistle So you look at it. Alawell on 11 Falkirk on 11, 10 And then it goes up to 18 points The next two games are crucial Because oh. they keep, well, they're they attached now But it could quite easily be more
1: uh, Okay, right, I'm going to be generous now I'm going to start giving you the answers to the teaser You're looking for 11 non-Scots Who've started League Cup finals for Celtic Under
2: Brendan Rodgers Let's go <laughs> uh, right, okay So we, if we assume Rogic, Lustig, Sinclair Benkovic, Dembele, Eduard And Boyata Are all gimmies Do we assume that? Yes Right, then we say Jozo Simonovic. Yes Olivier and Sham No Oh, I did see that Christopher Eyer. No
3: Gamboa
1: No oh. Token Jester and Jim Cunningham are on Twitter They've got the the two... Tough ones if you like I've actually thought Patrick Roberts Have you decided on that one? Did you What did we say about that one? Did we get to a conclusion? Yeah let's Let's. Yeah he's in there Yeah Started Started the second one Started the first one <laughs> There you <laughs> go He started one anyway Patrick Roberts is in there Is Emilio Is Agiri in there? He is right. Which means you've only got one to get Is that right? Uh, yes One to get Let's quickly squeeze in Chris and Stevenson Hi Chris Hi,
11: evening panel
1: Hello, what's yes. your point tonight Chris? Make it quite quick if you can please
11: I'll try and make it quick Good man I said to my wife at the beginning of the season uh, With Gerard arriving in Glasgow Everything would be done to give rangers A helping hand here And what we're seeing here on a weekly basis now and uh, some unhealthy bias to Ward Rangers Shown by the Scottish officials. Right, okay The, the officials it's, it's, it's incredible that they, they've just taken up this And having these discussions It's TV games And it's just blatant
2: well the Rangers have had Seven players sent off This season Under Stephen Gerrard So that doesn't And, do... likely,
11: and likely so Hugh
2: Well not according to the one That got rescinded yeah. With Morelos Well
11: come on Come on I'll tell you what I'll, Let me go to that point then. I wrote to FIFA After the A3 incidents At the start of the season You did what sorry we get in touch With the Scottish FA you wrote They to later FIFA. got back to me Saying that in they, they touch With the Scottish FA And At their request you wrote Regarding, to FIFA How'd you even go about a minute, that? Guys, wait a Regarding the, the, the understanding That it was excessive force There were three incidents in, in Celtic games Or games against Celtic Where excessive force was used and, and the referees took no action So I wrote I took the point of writing to FIFA And they've got back SFA, And they've gave them their, their answers this day Not about Explained anything To their fans. And there's something fundamental Wrong with that
2: Well, I have to say, you know, the the tension is rising. The stakes are higher now that Rangers have gone top of the league. But I think writing to FIFA and implying that all of the Scottish officials have got together to make life difficult for Celtic and to give Rangers a helping hand, I have to think that's madness. Mm. I I appreciate, Chris, you know, you you mentioned the the
1: Morelos one. If there is a. concerted effort to help Rangers would the, the wrongful sending off of Alfredo Morelos not be a strange way to kick that off?
11: That was the first one in the season sir and, and if you think back you he he that's, count, the petulance, right? that's what we're all saying the same, same same, petulance saw Scott Brown get sent off against Barcelona in a Champions League tie a couple of years previous to that that's what they're to stamp out as petulance people getting sent off for petulance and that's what they deemed that Morelos' was it was petulance but it was also
2: it was so on on the days I'm, when, I'm, I'm, on the days I'm, I'm, when Celtic will beat
11: them Celtic will beat everybody by the end of the season. On but the days, the end. hold on but a the second. The point I'm trying to make here is it's unhealthy what we're seeing on a weekly basis in TV games that's there for the world to see. The decisions that are going in favour of Glasgow Rangers.
2: On the days when Rangers oh. lose. What happens to the conspiracy then? Do you know what, actually, and I'm not just saying this I don't have
1: time to find out the answer to that Because I I get the feeling this could go on for quite some time We've got about 20 seconds left before the the super scoreboard music plays And that means you're going to have to come up with something on the teaser Thank you to Chris um, and Stevenson Looking for the 11 non-Scots who've started League Cup finals for Celtic Under Brendan Rodgers Give me the ones you've got so far I think you're looking for one
2: um, so far we have Rogic, Lustig, Sinclair, Benkovic, Roberts, Dembele, Eduard, Boyata, Isigiri.
3: Who Who is the goalkeeper? Um,
1: Doris DeVries? No, uh, well. he's not one of
3: them. <laughs> I'm trying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. David Campbell's got it. He's on Twitter. He knows. He knows the score. You two don't. You've got them all, bar one. He started the League Cup final in 2016. It would have been pretty tough for him to start yesterday because he's no longer longer at the club.
3: club, Yeah. Oh.
1: No. Initials. Now let's go position first. Central defence. Monday. Nope. Not under Brendan Rodgers. Your mm. Your know, it's initials time isn't it oh. E S <sighs> Come on Hugh He now plays for Michelin I think He's Danish quick Eric Viachenko. Time's oh, up Thank you Eric. to Hugh and Alex Fiechenko. We are back tomorrow oh, at 6 I'm And Callum right Gallagher FIFA. is up next
0: One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.